In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Saturday feeling. It's the Paul and Jack show. How many shows do you think we've done on a Saturday now? 20? Who knows? This is show about 140, so um, yeah, it'll be about 20. Right, the next one we do, I could potentially be in Baltimore when we do it. Very nice. We'll probably do it as another airport special. <laughs> All right, excellent. So, um, Let's talk about uh, predictions. What are your predictions against the Bengals, mate? I'm going to go Baker gets 250 yards. I'm going to go with 220. 220. So you're, you're back in a solid run game then? No, I'm just back in 220, mate. <laughs> no worries. Touchdowns for you. What are you going for? Two. So that's, that's, that's what I want. Two's a nice number for the amount of touchdowns. Um, I'm going to say we air it out. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go interceptions. I'm going to say one. He's going to be throwing this rock around and it'll be a small error. I'm going to go two. Two. And completion percentage, if it comes down to a tiebreaker, what are you saying? 68%. 68%. I'm going to be bold and take the over on that. I'm going to go 69%. And just to be clear, if I get 68.5, that's you. 68.49 is me, yeah? Yep. So. Me and Jack are very competitive. We need to know the rules when we do things. So. Right. It's um, Chubb magic. I went first on the yardage, so it's you to go first on Chubb. So it's total yards for Chubb. This is not just rushing or receiving. It's all combined. What's that number going to be? I'm going to go exactly the same as last week of 100. You're going 100. I'm going to go, I'm going to take the over on this one. I think there's going to be a lot of yards for Chubb. I, I think the Browns just light it up. I think we get ahead early and then we just run the ball down their throat with Chubb. Um, so I, I reckon we're going to see lots of yards. Excellent. What's your sc- score prediction, mate? Because I'm not on the show tomorrow. I, f- I forgot I've got to make that. Um, I'm going to say we get 36 to 13. I'm going to go big. Big. I'm going to have a really random score because it's Christmas. 2021. No. I don't don't even know if this is mathematically possible, but I'm just going to say 35-29. 35-29. Interesting. Interesting. Are you going to come out of a different score prediction tomorrow when you do the uh, pre-game show? Probably, yeah. <laughs> can you just, Jack, do me a favour, can you just text me what I've said so I can look at my phone before I do the show? Is that all right? I'll have tweeted it out, so uh, check my Twitter. All right, excellent. And, um, yeah, something a bit different today. I thought we'd um, go through some of the questions that our uh, fans have been asking. 
yeah, no, I thought it was a really good idea. We can uh, mix it up. You want to start with one? So, um, let's go. The first question. He was a Steelers fan. He got in, but uh, hey, equal opportunities and all that. It was Freddie Harper Davis, which is at Freddie Harper da Dav, which put, what are your three your favourite three things about the Steelers. Do you want me to go first or are you going to go first? Uh, you can go first, mate. Give me some time to think. So my three favourite things is, um, I'll start at number three. I like Villanueva as a left tackle. I think he's good. He's nothing special, but he's, he just does the job and I, I like the guy. Their wide receiver room. And in particular, two names stand out for me. It's James Washington and Ryan Switzer. So not your normal two names. I really liked Washington through the draft process. He was one that I was up for adding. And Ryan Switzer, when there was talk of him getting traded this season, I really wanted him. I think he's a fantastic fifth-slash-sixth wide receiver. Obviously offers that um, role in the return game. Um, so I really wanted to add him. And my favourite thing about the Steelers, and they've done it all this year, top work. They brought about the future of running backs don't matter because everyone's like, oh, Lev Bell sitting out. The world's going to fall apart for the Steelers. And boom, James Conner and now um, Jalen Samuels. No one cares about running backs. And thank you, Steelers, for smashing that fallacy out of the park. Um, first of all, what an awful question. Freddie... I'm only doing this because you give me some credit on uh, the UK NFL scene, but mate, it's nothing I like about the Steelers, basically. Um, but Jack, if you're putting a gun to my head, I would say uh, Zach Banner, ex-Browns. Um, he always interacted well with myself. I like Freddie because he posts stuff that I do on about the Browns. And uh, Mason uh, Rudolph, I think he's going to be an average to good quarterback. I can't wait till Big Ben goes. And, uh, yeah, I like the fact they've got an average quarterback coming through the ranks. Yeah. No worries. On to the next question. We've got Jack McCurry, which is at J McCurry Clee. So C-L-E. He put, if the Browns win the Super Bowl within the next five years, should Sashi and Hugh get rings? What do you make of that, Paul? Uh, Hugh, no. Sashi, no. Yeah, I'm a no. Um, we've moved on. Um, the, you give it to the people that are there at the time. Um, obviously, unless they bring someone back, which uh, I highly doubt. Um, no, it's happened. We move forward. Uh, All right. Um, here's a question. Aussie Newsome. How do we, as Brown fans, feel towards him nearly 25 years later? For me, he put himself not Cleveland. He will never be thought the same. Hate to open up wounds. And that was Michael Thomas, not the uh, wide receiver. Um, personally, I don't care. Um, uh, obviously, I've been following the Browns for a few years now. I, stuff that's 25 years ago doesn't bother me. I'm over it. I'm not like a Liverpool fan in soccer that pines for what happened 20, 30 years ago. The, few, the past is the past. Let's move forward. Um, if it was sort of something that happened in the last two years, like Hugh obviously going, I've got feelings about that, but something that happened that long ago, I'm over it. Yeah, myself, 
A good friend of mine has got a uh, Aussie Newman Newsom uh, jersey. Uh, Mr. Walsh, who regularly listens to the uh, show. But yeah, for myself, I need to do a lot more research on the, on the situation. I can't really comment. So uh, in the off season, we're going to do a huge piece on history, where we go away, learn, talk about what we've learned, speak to fans, learn, learn, learn. So yeah, Aussie Newsom will be someone that I learn a, a lot more about. Next question, Jack. Here's the next question. At Doof Nugget 2. Um, should, uh, for the sake of continuity, should the Browns hire a young QB whisperer who is willing to keep the playbook and the OC slash DC and just build on it? What do you make of that, Paul? Um, with the, with the uh, head coach position... I'm open to anything. I don't think age should be a major factor. For me, um, I would. if you're going to go out there and hire a young QB whisperer, then you go for the best one out there, whether that's Lincoln Riley. And I'm not too bothered about who that comes with. Um, I would rather get the head coach right and then they can add the pieces around them, which they feel they can get the most out of. Because the last thing you want is you hire someone and then go, oh, well, you've got to keep A, B, C, D, and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Because then you may as well just not hire them in the first place. Uh, Andrew Hawkins made a really good point this week on the uh, Tomahawk show that um, really made me think of the way Greg Williams has obviously changed his defense since he's been in, but also the way Kitchens plays in such a risky fashion will that stay the same if you give them long contracts and they know they've got stability um, and he made the point of these guys came in and they were more or less of the mind of look we've got eight games and we're getting sacked after that they're going to bring someone in they're moving on so let's just go out there and see what we can prove and see what we can do um, if they're given long contracts will that change and I, I, I think he's right there um, it, it's not going to go back to being a completely boring system but it will be more slightly more conservative rather than risk everything every week. So I think there is a just keeping the status quo for the sake of it isn't likely to yield exactly the same results as we've got now. A whole off season of Greg Williams will that change the players' views on him, um, knowing that he's got the job? Because what happens with interim managers in UK soccer doesn't always stay the same the next year, that whole sort of we're all together, backs against the walls mentality might disappear. So uh, I, I wouldn't go out and hire a QB whisperer to add to them. If you're going to do it, personally, I'd rather keep Greg Williams and promote him than bring in Bruce Arians. All right. Uh, Lotto has asked, Perryman, oh. Higgins, Callaway, the trio is difficult to assess. I'm guessing only two stay. Callaway gets benefits because uh, Dorsey drafted him. What's your view on that, uh, Jack, on the uh, wide receiver room? Uh, can you hit me the question again? Because I haven't actually got that one. Well, you've not done your research, mate. No, because he, he sent me a question about my cap stuff that I released the other day. Um, you haven't blocked him, have you, mate? No, because I've got his response to something else. What was the Perryman. Perryman, Higgins, and uh, Callaway. So for me, Callaway is the one that's got the potential to step up and be a starter next year. Uh, Perryman, he's caught 11 catches. Let's be sensible, guys. 11 catches in a few games, and yeah, he's caught all of 
11 catchable passes, according to PFF. Six weren't catchable. But don't ramp up too much expectations on him. He's got the potential to be a nice role player. Unless he sort of becomes featured in the next three, uh, two games, that might change. But for the time being, he's a fourth, fifth wide receiver. He's, you're probably looking at between him and Callaway, one of them out there on each snap, unless you're going for a uh, sort of four verts at the end of the game and launching the ball long. So they're just a nice pair of them two. Higgins works best on the inside. So it might be a case of a battle between him and Landry, but who's here in a year's time. So they'll both be here this season because we'll just tender Higgins. And then in a year's time, we'll probably have to sit there and go, which one do we want to keep more? And uh, that's going to be interesting to decide because if you think you can get roughly the same production out of each, if you can sort of tie uh, Higgins to a five million year deal, you're going to keep Higgins. Yeah, I think a name we don't hear very much about is Ratley. I wonder if he uh, gets the um, extension. I would be surprised if he's here. He's going to be here for camp and then I, I think he's gone. Um, but that's fine. It's a sixth round pick. There's no expectations from a sixth round pick. Um, sixth and seventh round picks regularly don't even make your roster. They're moved to the practice squad. So um, I've got no issue. Uh, Dorsey's not going to want to keep him around if he thinks he's got better options. All right, great. Well, look, we tried a new thing with questions. If you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, then uh, we, we, we won't do it again. And uh, Jack, anything else you want to cover today? No, that's it for me. Um, oh, there was one more. Um, it was Caitlin at the Duchess, uh, the underscore Duchess. What should... What should we as Browns fans be looking for in the next two games? Should we give it all we've got or coast to the finish since we're more likely won't make the playoffs? Um, for me, the expectations is we we should be expecting to comfortably beat the Bengals this week. And then it's just give it a go against the Ravens. Um, I've got no expectations in that Ravens game. They're a solid defence. Lamar Jackson's doing different things. So let's just go into that one going... The result doesn't matter too much. Just put in a good performance. It's a decent defence. Let's see what happens. So that's my view on the last two games is make sure we wrap up this one. I want a comfortable win. I want it over double digits. And uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm the same. I think uh, let's get two divisional wins. It'd be uh, amazing if we get them all. Forget the draft. Forget injuries. Let's just go with it. Oh, so the the reason why I didn't see the Perryman Higgins Callaway question is because it wasn't a question to this podcast. It was a question to my cap stuff I dropped yesterday. So uh, now look online at my Twitter, guys. I dropped my ridiculously early predictions for the uh, 2019 off season with where we're going to use draft picks, what the cap will look like, who we're going to cut, free agents we might sign. Um, any questions? Have a look at it. It's all the numbers for all the players, including dead cap. Everything's on there. Um, have a look and let me know. So uh, that's why I didn't see it and I will uh, get back to him with my answer at some point. Jack, do you fancy a challenge? Maybe. How about if uh, after the last game, in the first week, I put down what my prediction of what the roster is going to look like in September? No way you'll be up for that challenge. Yeah, I've basically already done mine. So... Uh... No, I've got a rolling one that I use um, and that document that I've tweeted has my uh, what the roster will look like. It doesn't, it doesn't specialise because I haven't gone into the draft. It just says sort of first round cornerback. It doesn't say who that cornerback's going to be. 
because I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know what our draft position is going to be. But yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to uh, do a uh, punt on what the roster looks like. Maybe just even the starting eleven on it either side. Um, yeah, I'm more than up for that. Well, look, I'm looking forward to the show that we've got booked in at the uh, start of the. Uh... The new year of when we're going to go through all the old podcasts and listen to all our predictions for the season. It's going to be me, you and Dan. I think Kelly, the um, president of the uh, British Bulldogs, is uh, back us. is also going to uh, join us as well. So that's going to be a nice show. No worries. Looking forward to it. Um, good stuff, buddy. Um, uh, this is my last show before Christmas because I don't make the uh, pre-game tomorrow. I'm not there for the post game, and then it's Paul and Paul's mum on Christmas Day. So, um, hey, all our viewers who the bloody mystery guest is. Well, uh, when you said there's a lucky lady, but she hasn't said yes yet, I'm pretty sure they knew you weren't about to get married on Christmas Day and do it live on the pod, um, because that would have been awkward um, if she said no, because we'd have to, you'd have been in tears, and I'd be trying to rearrange the show at the last minute. So, um, no, Merry Christmas, guys. Have an awesome time. I'll be back on Boxing Day. I don't know what it would be with. It might be me and Paul. Or who knows what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, have an awesome day, guys. It's been thoroughly enjoyable the last hundred and however many episodes it's been. Um, we'll keep bringing you great content. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your questions, your involvement, everything else. Keep spreading the pod and just have an awesome time. Thank you very much, Jack. Have a great Christmas. And uh, listeners, we'll speak to you... Uh tomorrow it's game day merry christmas